if you're looking for something covering everything from sports, video games, and work ethics, Dr. Abrasive has you covered. They're real, they're reckless, they're rude. Like yours truly. <laughs> you're listening to the Dr. Abrasive show, starring Tony and the AIA. Yes, yes, yes. What's good, people? This is your boy, Tony, coming to you on good old Friday the 13th. Bring you another episode of the Dr. Bracer Show, the flagship podcast of the Dr. Bracer Network, a network which has been rebooted and restarted on your interwebs. But if you're following this show, it's because you stayed with us through all of the changes and the hiccups and the hurdles and the obstacles and everything else that have come through this steeple chase of a race that we call life. Um, thank you for checking us out. Follow us on all of the, the social sites, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the, uh, uh, I mean, the, the app formerly known as Twitter, Instagrams, the uh, TikToks. Uh, all of those places, just search Dr. Brace, you can find it right there. Um, we have our own little page on, on the web, drbrace.com, which again, it's being rebuilt, redesigned, you know, coming back to you better than ever. Uh, already got it up to about three pages right now, three landing pages, so set up there now. So as I build the landing pages, I'll build the spring off pages from there. And then, um, yeah, man. I just get ready to get into this content because the 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 news and the and the topics keep rolling. You know how we do it every week. Bring you some contests, we give you sports, we give you entertainment, and then gonna give you a little bit of that X-rated content at the end. So something to spice you up there. Um BS beat it as it may. We'll be bringing back the good old um top ten smut videos of the week got those in in the chamber locked up ready to roll so you'll be getting those probably once a week i'm um, gonna have a new rollout for the thursdays you should be getting those at least four times a year no twice a year i'm sorry you should get those twice a year you get a dta once a year and then of course you get the top 100 black actresses top 100 um, adult actresses well so you'll be getting those so Scaling some of it back just a little bit so you don't get it as much and kind of give me time to catch up. So you'll get a Thursday 100 here soon. Um, yeah, I got to set up to where I can go ahead and start working on the video and start getting everything pulled together for you. It's been a minute since I did one. And then right after that, I drop a DTA 64 and then we'll just keep it rolling. So you get, like I said, you get a Thursday twice a year, DTA once, and then the top 100 and the adult industry and then just the TV and film industry. So, hey, let's get on into the content, man. That's enough of that, that, that plan it out for y'all. Appreciate you for coming in here. Let's go ahead and jump right on down into sports, man. Heading it off is the NFL. NFL, man. Uh, <clears throat> the games are going on. Uh, being it Friday, we just had a Thursday night game with the Chiefs and the, the Broncos, which was nice. In the eighth game, I believe, with the Chiefs end up winning. Um, not much talk on how that game played out. Got a couple of games that are coming up this week. We're going to talk about that. But some key things to talk about. We've got some key injuries out there. Um, 
The Bills are missing their um, linebacker, Matt Milano. The Bears are going to be down three running backs this week. Um, don't know how this is going to work. It's not the starter, but still having in this NFL where, you know, they just kind of like throw everybody out there at the running back position. Being down three means that somebody's going to be stepping up to have to do some time carrying the ball or, or coming in to pass protection, which could make a big difference. Uh, Deshaun Watson is out for the second game. Vanderish, uh, Leighton uh, Vanderish, I think his name is Leighton. I know his last name is Vanderish. The linebacker for the for the um, the Cowboys got knocked up, got out in the game Sunday night, so he's still out. Jamar Gibbs is out for the. I mean, Jameer Gibbs is out for the Lions. Aaron Jones out for the Packers. Zay Jones out for the Jaguars receiver. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr. and Devon Achon is out for the um, Dolphins, two running back, phenomenal running back there. Juju Smith-Suster is on the injury list, not playing. I think he's on IR, too. I don't think he's on. I don't think he's listed. I think they put him on IR. Um, either way, man, Juju is – he made me think about something. I saw a video of him and then recently traded Claypool. Man, Pittsburgh – has been notorious for putting out these world beater or just phenomenal wide receivers when they're in Pittsburgh and then they leave, they're just like, who? Like, the list is, I mean, it's a trend. I ain't gonna say it's a, I ain't gonna say it's a, it's a, it's a standard, but it's a trend. I mean, y'all remember Mike Wallace? What's his name, Mike Wallace? I think they Mike Wallace. Man, he's bad as fuck. Remember, he came through at the Plaxico left. Uh, Plaxico left, and they're like, oh, what are we going to do? And then Mike Wallace just came out of nowhere. I mean, Plaxico was there. He was phenomenal. Then he left. I mean, he did make a name for himself when he went to New York. I mean, but what would you say is Plaxico better year, New York or, 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 or Pittsburgh? I mean, paid with Ben and Eli. I don't know. Um, then you got this. He had Wallace. He had Tony Brown came in. You know, I forgot who who came in on the heels of Tony Brown came in. Then kind of like has phenomenal time there, flame the fuck out. Claypool had phenomenal time there. The fuck. Juju came in on the heels of Tony flame the fuck. Like they just. <laughs> they just run through receivers, man. Young receivers come through, make a name for seven. Then they think, you know, they gone. I don't even know who they got right now that would be considered that that next tier receiver. But hey, yeah. But Juju's out. Um, and then the Eagles have Nicobe Dean, Jalen Carter, and Darius Slay all out this week. You know, just letting you know their defense is still gonna be their defense, but they're missing some key pieces. Um, uh, let's move over to some standings over here. Well, actually, let's move to the schedule. That'd probably be better to talk about this day. <coughs> let's look at what we got this week. <coughs> Some good, interesting games on the list, and then some not so much. Like I said, 19-8, Chiefs won last night. <coughs> they kick off the week. They, they kick off the week in London with Baltimore and um the Got the week in in England with Baltimore and um, and, and Tennessee. They're gonna be in London. Uh, 
It's a game to watch. Game to watch. Let's see. Well, I just think he said, I have no fucking idea. Uh, Seattle and Cincinnati, there's two teams. Cincinnati looks like it's trying to pick itself up, trend itself up about to beat the Rams last week. I mean, yeah, Cincinnati beat the Rams last week. Seattle is a team right down the cusp of being a playoff team. We're going to see what they got when um, they have a you know couple other tests, but you know this is going to be a pretty good one there for them. I mean, Seattle take a win here, push them on the level of, hey, man, they might be a contender. Um, Indy and Jacksonville, Indy's going to be without Anthony Richardson, which I did not name as being out, but Anthony Richardson on IR, probably out for four weeks to, or longer. Um, Jacksonville is, is coming through, trying to put, you know, take over that division there. So it's an opportunity for Jacksonville to, to get a foothold in that division. Um, other games worth watching? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, shit. Monday night is the Chargers and the and the Cowboys. I guess you, well, you can say that's what's watching. But outside of that, man, some oh, I take it back. Detroit Tampa Bay. That is a game. Two division leaders right there. So that's another game worth watching, man. None of the other these games, man. They not. They probably not even worth your time, man. Um, and there may be some upsets in there. Uh, that that's one thing that we should look for look forward to. And then also you got to keep the the countdown watch on the Panthers because right now at zero and five, I believe they can't go to entire season without winning. I mean, it's possible, but it's unlikely. So they're gonna they're gonna spoil somebody's. Um. They're going to support somebody's little win streak there. They got the Dolphins this week, the Texans, the Colts, and the Bears over the next four games. So, like I said, somebody's going to take, going to fall out when they're going to end up uh, taking it L from them. But with it being this this week here, man, we got the trade talks on the on the, the level there because it's coming up. And there are some opportunities for some guys that they're looking at moving and some of the people they're talking about. Marquise Brown, uh, James Conner, who's injured right now. James Conner's one of those guys who's out. Dalvin Cook, man. Dalvin Cook has been listed as somebody that's been a potential trade bait. And the fact that he's in um, New York, and I don't even hear them talking about him. And they talk about Brees Hall all the time. And I was like, oh, would you consider Dalvin Cook to be the better of the two of those backs? But I'm after I watch this. No, no, man. Zach Ertz is a veteran tight end that people may be interested in getting some services for to you know, kind of get themselves somewhere to go. Uh, Daniel Hunter, um, a veteran rush, rush edge uh, rusher there. Somebody could probably use their services. Jerry Judy. Uh, oh, man, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy is getting his name dragged through the mud just being like one of the the top bus at receiver that they got out there. You know, the people they were names people that was in the draft with him, they were drafted after him. And Justin Jefferson was one of them. When you look at Judy. Oh man. That... Oh no. Wrong JJ, I guess. Wrong JJ was drafted. But yeah, Judy is looking bad out there. And then him and Steve Smith having their own little beef is pretty good because Agent 89 ain't having it. And uh Judy don't I guess Judy don't fuck with AJ 89. So it is what it is, my guy. It is what it is. Oh man. 
slide down to a little bit of college football talk. Mark Stoops, uh, after taking that thumping from Georgia last week, is in the news talking about how uh, NIL gives teams like Georgia opportunity to buy them some good players. And I, I don't like the way the discussion right now the NIL is being, being posed because they're making it seem like it's something that it should be illegal but not illegal. But at the same time, you know, gives people an unfair competitive advantage. Because the thing about it is, nigga, what y'all was doing before was giving people unfair competitive advantage. Yet, like, y'all was straight up paying niggas to go to school and giving them under the table deals they were supposed to have and giving them opportunities and shit to give them advantage. Now, also in this, there is no way to even the playing field because. There are going to be schools that are going to be better opportunities for kids than there are for others. They're going to be able to offer them better things. And the thing about that is, it's like it's like the discussion when you talk about uh, what's the what's the what's the uh, trying to think what's the what's the term for those those small market teams in like big in in professional sports. Like y'all, it's the same concept. Like, you try to even the odds to make it where teams can uh, compete for titles by bringing in better better players. But at the end of the day, there's not really anything that you can do about that is just have the best players that you can, put the best product on the field, and, you know, coach the kids to be successful. Because the same thing that happens with these small schools that are out in the middle of bumfuck Egypt, <coughs> recruiting kids to go to school out there when we know fucking well that – no, education isn't the forefront of why you bring these kids out here. You got it's hard for you to compete with some of these other programs. You know what I'm saying? Tuscaloosa, Alabama, as a place to go and live, isn't that great of a place. But for our college kids who want to go and experience the college environment and then play sports and experience that that being the the, the celebrity of a college star, yes, Alabama is a fucking great place. Uh, Baton Rouge is a great fucking place. Um, uh, uh, Eugene, Oregon, great fucking place. You know, some of these places are, are awesome. And that's why I was saying about the whole situation in Miami. Like, it's different because the level of stardom that those kids were getting in those early 90s in Miami that were bringing those kids from, you know, to the Miami, to the U, you can now without having to go down to the U. And it's going to be hard to compete with that without just putting wins on the field because you can't just be like, oh, yeah, we're just going to recruit the kids in the area. Yeah, you can't do that, dog. Because the best kids in the area, they're they going to go somewhere else to get that. So I understand what Stoops is saying, but, dog, you're in Kentucky. Use your resources, man. This is Kentucky. This is a blue blood basketball school. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I ain't got to write the pitch for you, man, but I'm just saying, like, listen, man, you want to be on the campus and you want to be on the campus right here play football here? Come here and play football. I'm going to make you bigger than the basketball team. And that's going to be hard. Nobody's going to expect that, but shit. We go out here and win these games. Guess what people are going to be coming to see? Come see you. Compete with the basketball team. Don't compete with Georgia. You see, that's the thing that these teams, that's the team, the thing they be, they fucking up with when they're on their recruiting. You got to use what you got to do to get what you want to get them there. Like, hey, man, listen, you come to Kentucky, 
you know what everybody come to Kentucky to see? Horses and basketball. If you good enough, you can take over all that. You be bigger than horses in basketball, my boy. We can be bigger than horses in basketball. Yeah, the NIL money got to be there to get the kids to come. Because that's a hard selling point to a young kid. That's a hard thing to sell to a young kid. But at the same time, dog, don't be sitting out there talking about something. You know, you come here, you get the opportunity you wouldn't get at the Georgia. No, we know that. That's that's a given. We know they didn't get the opportunity they wouldn't get at the Georgia because they ain't competing against, they ain't competing against five-star players out there. But as a coach, you go out there, you put the product on the field to win, and you bring in the kids that can execute that process. You ain't got to worry about competing with Georgia and Alabama and all the other great teams that I did college football. No, nah, dog. Here, you want to be a star? Well, people talking about you every day? Come here and put up numbers because the only thing they talk about here. It's basketball and horses. They don't think to be Georgia. But we're going to do that. And they're going to talk about you like you're a legend. Hold on. Hold on. I don't know how to reach out kids. I'm just saying. It's weird. Talk about somebody who do not reach these kids. They got damn Deion Sanders. He's back again. He said he don't understand why the why 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 the Pac-12 want to have these Lakers. Now, I said this too, and I know a lot of people have said this. I don't know if I got to sit on the show. When you're talking about you're losing your momentum with the international picture with some of your better teams because they don't compete in the uh, primetime slots on the East Coast because most people on the East Coast. You want to compete in those primetime slots on the West Coast, which puts you way back on the East Coast. I understand that. Find a happy medium, dog. Hey, man, listen, it's fall. A lot of your teams, by the time they, they hit their stride, it's cool outside. It doesn't hurt to have a flex schedule from October on about when you'll play these games. Look at your better teams and put them in a slot that puts them in the second tier of games on Saturday. They don't have to be the 11 o'clock kickoffs. But with the, the second tier games that come around 2 or 3 o'clock, they should be on. They don't have to be in the prime time, which they can. They can be in the prime time, um, the prime time Eastern slots. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, dog. We understand this from a professional sports level. Very rarely do you see West Coast games going coming on starting super late. That means something. Now in the playoffs, yes, it makes sense in the playoffs. It makes sense because you're talking about like I'm talking about the playoffs like NBA. It makes sense in the NBA playoffs when you got four games going in a night. It's early rounds, and you got a game in Orlando. Just, just region pulling four seeds out. You got a game in Orlando. You got a game in Milwaukee. You got a game in Denver. 
and then you got a game in Portland. <clears throat> Four games the same night. It makes sense to put that Portland game on really late. I understand that. Because you got you you're trying to appeal to the national market. You got four games. You don't want to really have them running overrun each other. You want people to partake in all those games. That's different. That's the playoffs. That's the national market. But if we're talking about the regular season, and we got a matchup between a hot Golden State team and a hot Boston team out in San Francisco, we're not putting that game on at fucking. 9 p.m. Eastern time. Why? What the fuck, bro? Nobody doing that. And even if it's a hot Golden State team versus a hot Lakers team, we still not putting that game on at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to move that game up and put it on to where the most people can watch it. So I understand that the, that the Pac-12 want to, you know, kind of maximize their, their viewership out there when by putting these late games on. But, hey, man, at some point in time, you got to start looking at, like, listen, man, we, we got to get these teams in front of an audience, man. We won't be putting these games on super late, man, having these kids playing to midnight on the East Coast. Granted, midnight on the East Coast is like 9, 8, 9 o'clock on the West Coast. I understand that. But shit, that damn game, they had to get Colorado State. That, that game went past midnight. That's fucking late, bro. Like 1 a.m. here. Where I am, it's fucking 11 p.m. What time? I ain't trying to do that. No, man. Y'all need to calm down. They need to calm down. I, I, I kind of see where Prime coming from, but hey, they do need to calm down with that shit. That's wild. All right, let's get down to this top 10 list here. We got uh, 10 teams that you need to check out in college football. But we're going to recap last week's top 10. Number 10, we had they blasted Syracuse last week to keep their run going there. Oregon had a bye, remained undefeated there. Uh, Michigan took out Minnesota, but uh, it took my, they took my back. <laughs> it took my back to talk, talk a little bit about something. Uh, Ohio State, they torched up. They, I mean, not torched. They touched up Maryland. Maryland came and gave them a good fight early, but Ohio State outlasted them. Washington State fell off the map of unbeatens. They got beat by Chip Kelly, CLA. Uh, Florida State, they finished off Virginia Tech. Washington had a bye to set up a, a key match this week with Oregon. Uh, Louisville, they skipped over Notre Dame. Another one of Notre Dame. Tough test this season, but they took that L to Louisville. Uh, Texas, they got that big old L stamped on their head by Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry. And then Penn State had a bye. So those were the top 10s last week. So the new 10 coming into this week, uh, we already had some because number 10 was West Virginia, and they lost on a Hail Mary uh, last night to Houston. Um, next up is Michigan. They get, to, they get to host Indiana. Oklahoma now in the list after being Texas. They got a bye this week. Wisconsin is on the list. Uh, they will be facing Iowa. Also, you will notice we now have some one-loss teams on here, too. Uh, Wisconsin is the first one-loss team. Uh, Penn State, they got a cupcake this week, so don't worry about them. Um, okay, but it's a it's a, it's a conference game against Vandy where they go to Nashville to take on Vandy. 
Uh, Duke will take on NC State. They will host NC State. Chip Kelly will come out with the chance to give another undefeated team. Wait, no, another one-loss team this time. And Oregon State, a loss. UCLA will be taking on Oregon State. Oregon State is number three this week. Number two is Ohio State. They host, um, not host, they go on the road to take on Purdue. And then in this week is a one-loss team. And the fighting Nick Sabans at Alabama, they get to host Arkansas this week. So, yes, now I'm starting to incorporate the one-loss teams because these are some teams that are fighting for some respect and they have an opportunity to win out. They have the potential to make it into this playoff because, hey, man, everybody can be undefeated. And some of these undefeated teams are not – they ain't that much we're talking about. So, there you go. West Virginia is going to probably fall out, but they were number 10. Mostly fall out because it's the second loss. So, West Virginia did lost. They were number 10. Number nine was Michigan. Eight, Oklahoma, seven, Wisconsin, um, six, Penn State, five, Georgia, four, Duke, three, Oregon State, two, Ohio State, and Bama rounding those top ten out. Those are your top ten teams to watch this week. Um, Team USA news, hey, man, more, 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 more talk about Team USA going to play in Paris, man. I know me and Ken were talking, they were talking about putting Embiid on the team. I'm like, Embiid not even from the United States. I mean, granted, he's probably a citizen now, but like, damn. I mean, I understand. I mean, MJ brought up that uh, Hakeem Olajuwon is not from the United States, and I understand. Like, at that time period, man, the best players that played in the NBA – there were very few international players back then. There were very few. And the NBA has done a great job of going out, being more global, and pushing the game global. Olympics is part of it. To where better players are existing in other countries that may not even make it to the NBA that are pretty good. And, and NBA is, is from France, from what I understand. And they got a pretty solid team. Ain't they great? They got a pretty solid team. But he wanted to come compete for a spot with the United States. Okay. But in that, Rich Paul listed his uh his team. He said his uh his team for the um Olympics will be comprised of Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. So how y'all like that lineup? It's a little different there, huh? Very different. All right. Uh, let's see here. Oh, also in the Olympics, uh, since they're they're projected to come back to the LA in 2028, uh, <clears throat> they are LA is pushing to bring back baseball and softball and introduce flag football as potential sports. Uh, baseball, I understand softball. I'm not sure about the international replication. Softball, baseball is very much an international game, so I can see that. Black football, bruh, what other countries are hosting a flag football team? Come on, y'all, y'all wild. Nobody, man, they want to make it seem like NFL is an international. I mean, football is American football is international sport. I heard them talk about putting a a a. a, a European a league or a division of the NFL in Europe. No. One, one, the crop of players that are considered elite right now is still not that condensed. You know what I'm saying? Like right now in the NFL, you have 32 teams. You probably have about 
five to eight solid quarterback. So one, you talk about putting in a division. I don't know how many teams you're talking about. How many other teams you talking about? But every one of them talking about putting in another X number of terrible quarterbacks and maybe one good one. <clears throat> Uh, skill position coming down a dozen, but still, you know, it's still going to be hit or miss on those. Defensive players, you know, coming down a dozen, but still you, those really top tier ones. If you got the money, you can kind of you can kind of pull them all together on the same squad. So that's that. And, you know, is it them? I mean, I'm pretty sure they got the money to go around, but still. But flag football, man, come on. Y'all wildin'. Oh, man. If you need to get on to the next segment, this is your time. No dumb sports. Let's talk about entertainment. Got you some entertainment news here. First off, I would like to suggest if you don't, or you have some kind of login, or maybe you have an account. Get on over to Max, man, and watch some stuff over there, man. They got some good things over there. Um, Max is a very good, is the streaming platform that um, was used, uh, that was formerly known as HBO Max, the straight Max. <clears throat> Myself over there, you know, you're an HBO enthusiast. There's a lot of stuff that you can get into because you can, you can watch a lot of the things that you had from back in the day. Um, or you can, you know, Get into some of the stuff that, man, I ain't, listen, Fear the Walking Dead is on Max. Didn't know that. Because they have moved um, the AFC shows to Max. So anything that was on AFC that you've been watching, you can get it on Max. Uh, uh, some of the CBS shows on Max, I've been watching All Rise on that joint. Um, only thing that I can't watch right now is Westworld because they took that completely off. <laughs> Uh, the WB shows, the, some of the CW uh, shows for DC Universe, so Superman and Lois. Recently, I have been checking out uh, Winning Time, catching up on that. You know, I know a lot of y'all probably, I'll oh, watch all of that. Yeah, I'm behind. And Titans, which I'm definitely behind on that because I'm just wrapping But hey, man, some good streaming content, plus these movies are coming straight over here. Now, MJ will tell you to go watch The Batman, but you that's on you. You're between you and him. So you go watch the Batman. Don't come back and tell me about it. You go talk to MJ about that jump. Um, and then, uh, but uh, the Flash movies out there. I know some people probably might not agree about. Blue Beetle will be coming soon. And then uh, all of the DC animated jumps are there. Really, really worth your time. And there goes the money shot. All right. <clears throat> um, Transforming Universe is going to be adding Alita 1 to the Michael Bay franchise. It's going to be in the Transformer 1 animated um, movie that they'll be doing. But Alita 1, for those of you who know, is a, a one of the rebuilt uh, Transformers from the origin story who basically been the companion or the opposite of Optimus Prime. So they bring her to the universe. That is a that is a, a break of markup, which you know, when they first did it, they didn't even include that, include her in the whole um 
creation of the project when they first going because Michael Bay was just probably look, I'm gonna get some, I'm about to get some sentient robots on TV on this movie screen and they about to fuck some shit up. And that's what we got. So a couple of characters got left out, they're gonna put them in there. My question to you now, and this hit my title out too. They talk about the Simpsons in last one of these recent episodes. They hinted at aging up characters. The Simpsons been on 35 seasons. I mean, since I was a kid. And I want to say when the Simpsons started, fuck that. I not when the Simpsons started. The Simpsons started, I was the same age in the same grade that Bart was in. I'm since a grown ass man. Do people really care that the characters have an age at all? And they kind of play with the timeline a little bit? I mean, because this has been 35 years and they ain't no characters. I think that's the great thing about them having a cartoon with one, they don't have to explain no kind of timeline. Two, people keep tuning in and watching this shit. Three, they keep writing as many storylines they want to without having any kind of canon fucking events. Because once you age them up, now you now you think I'm canon. Did this happen before or after that character got old? Now it don't even matter. You see some shit happen to Bart. You're like, hey, man, he should know better by now, man. He, that shit happened to him in season four. No. You just keep on rolling with what's going on, man. They just like our comic book characters, man, that don't ever get old. Man, y'all remember we grew up on comics? Like the comics that we grew up on, for those of you who are in my age group that read the Sunday comics, some of those comics were old as fuck. Calvin and Hobbes was old as shit. Nobody gave a fuck that Calvin never got old. Nobody gives a fuck that Charlie Brown has ever gotten old. You know, like, man, we ain't got another penis in a long time. I mean, we got like that little 3D animation jump a couple years ago. But nobody cared. <clears throat> and I'm just trying to figure out, like, why do people put someone interesting to Simpson characters getting old? I'm like, well, we are customers. They come, they come with your characters now. I mean, they're a cartoon, but now they like basically comic strips. <clears throat> Let them keep on writing that. For what it's worth, man. I mean, man, I can't think. There's so many comics I used to read back in the day, man. The comic strip, they were so good. And I knew that, you know, hey, it is what it is, but they were they were great for the time period to go on Sundays and read the colors, the color comics, and through the week you just read, catch up what they got in there. But now all of a sudden we got to talk about whether or not Bart and Lisa need to get older. No, they don't need to get older. Just leave them as they are. It don't matter. All right, let's go down the news. Now this is some shit. Just, this file is under, man, you should be pissed off. Pissed off so much that you should want to do something. Um, last month, it was it was dropped. This has been about a month since this article broke or this news broke. State-run land-grant HBCUs are owed more than $13 billion, says the White House. Now, I know people were like, the White House, you know, the presidents and all this other stuff. And all that. You missed the first part of this. This is state run land grant HBCU. So let me explain this something to you about land grant institutions. So, <clears throat> so land grant institutions was founded way back in about 1860s when Brown Lincoln was hired. So what it was is that right at the end of the Civil War, right around the end of the Civil War, boys is wrapping up. The federal government 
decided to give land, federally owned land, land that the federal government, the United States of America own in several states, give those, give that land to the state with the whole intention of that state building an educational uh, facility, building a, a university, an institution, education institution. So that's where the land grant institutions come through. You got the Texas A&M, Japan State, the Mississippi State, the schools of uh, your, um, your Louisiana State Universities, LSUs. You got all of them. They're land grant institutions. Very own land that was given to the state to create an education institution. Well, because, you know, we racist, you know, we're a racist country. We said, hey, listen, they decided, hey, listen, if you're not going to let the black kids attend your schools, here's some more land for you to have predominantly black schools. Now, where does land exist at? Hey, whatever. But these are going to be your schools, your, your Arkansas Pine Bluffs, your, your FAMUs, your Southern, your Alcorns, your um, shit, uh, Prairie View, uh, Langston, uh, uh, well, Tuskegee is private, but Tuskegee, all of them land-grant institutions that were land that was given to the school, given by the federal government to the state to give, to build an education institution. So, in doing so, monies from the federal government was given to these states to fund these institutions because it was federally funded, it was federal land. Well, some of these states have decided not to give the money to these institutions. So, when you say the president, no, we're not talking about the president, we're talking specifically governors of state. Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, Missouri, Oklahoma, South Carolina, North Carolina, Texas, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia. Those states, those states have between their governor and their state legislator, state legislature have decided that they were going to short these institutions of funds of massing up to a $13 billion tag. In some places, that the gap between the white university and the black university is up to one to two billion dollars. Now, y'all know we're talking about. Hey, man, we don't want no money from the government. But what I'm saying is this: I'm not asking for a handout. But shit, dog. I'll give you a good example. Let me explain something to you before you say it. I'm not asking for a handout. For example, me as a student when I went to high school, I found out years ago after I graduated high school that. Because I scored a particular score in the ACT at my high school, that there was a there was funding available for me to go to college, but because I didn't know about it, I ain't get it. And that's what I'm saying. That doesn't make it right. If the shit is available and the shit is earned, do what you gotta do to give it to people. And this ain't even earned. This was, hey, we gave y'all some money to give to these universities, give it to them. It's not even about her. They exist. They motherfucking are, in a lot of cases, are accredited. 
They motherfucking are meeting the requirements to be an active institution. Some of them are public, you know, meaning they're getting public funds already. Why are you not giving these schools the funds that they're supposed to have to go towards the education program? What do they do? What they what do they what are they misappropriate? Not they got nothing to do with it, dog. They really not got they got nothing to do with shit. Y'all not even giving them the fucking money. So yeah, man. These, these schools are violating, I mean, these states are violating what it's supposed to be to make sure that kids have the opportunity to succeed in the classroom. And this is a part of my problem with, you know, the matriculation through life, the, the, you know, the, to direct kids and funnel kids into education and to funnel them out into the world is the thing is that, hey, man, one, you want to promote that the youth should go and achieve this high education. One, you don't respect the education. You don't. Because motherfuckers do not want to go out and actively recruit people who achieve these this, this academic uh, achievement. They, they, they meet this academic achievement. They don't want to actively recruit them. They're going to put a program to you know, select a few of them, but you know, it is what it is. And I do understand, man. Everybody can't can't get the best job. That's not what I'm talking about. No, you you actually going out like, hey man, you know how to do this thing that we need to have done, but we don't want to bring you ability. But I'm good. You know what? No, I won't talk about that. It's gonna take me another tangent. But <clears throat> these schools have been left out of the loop, man. They have not been given the money they're supposed to have. And um, the schools that are fucking, the states that are fucking them over, man, y'all y'all ain't shit for that. Y'all not shit for that at all. Um, in Memphis, moving on to some more niggas doing some fuck shit. In Memphis, the uh, attorneys in, that represent the police officers in the, the case of uh, Tyrese Nichols' death, um, those attorneys are now trying to say they're alleging that um Tyree Nickel had had drugs and stolen credit cards in his car and they're trying to subpoena to have his, his phone records um brought into the case. Now I want to say this that shit ain't got nothing to do with the price I'm sorry this this is another opportunity where motherfuckers are trying to Trying to trying to trying to change the narrative, dog, dog. Hey, man, for those of y'all who know the Civil War II story, Cap, I mean, uh, Cap, uh, Tony Stark is right, bro. You just first off, law enforcement is not law prevention, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't go out and prevent people from breaking. Oh, my dog. You know, if motherfucker break the law, you go out and you go and enforce the fucking law. You don't go out and stop people from doing shit that. You know it is what it is, and I understand people say, "Well, he already had the mushrooms, the stolen car, car, uh, cars, and this, that, and the other." These niggas didn't know that shit. <laughs> this is awesome after the fact type shit, my boy. Y'all need to be proving that y'all knew that shit ahead of time before y'all proved that that he had. No, no, no. Y'all need to bring some bring forth some records. Well, y'all knew he had that ahead of time. Number one, and it still ain't got nothing to do with the way y'all executed y'all supposed level of justice on this man. They got nothing to do with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can come forward with that all you want to, but at the end of the day, it's still what you did was not, again, 
even if you had mushrooms and stole a credit card and motherfucking had some motherfucking uh, 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 other shit in his car, guess what? The punishment for that shit ain't death, nigga. So you can say what you want to say about what he had. The punishment for whatever those crimes are, whatever those crimes are, is not getting your ass beat by the police to motherfucking you don't live, you cease to live anymore. That is not the punishment for that crime. So when you tell me that shit, I'll just say, so what, nigga? He has a mushroom. This nigga that got mushrooms right now. This nigga got stolen credit cards. Motherfucker JT, didn't JT from the city girls go to jail for having stolen credit cards? She didn't get ass by the police and she died. This is not the punishment for the fucking crime. Like, come on, bro. Y'all, y'all really wildin' out here. Y'all finding reasons the motherfucker try to make somebody look bad, but that's not the fucking case. Y'all niggas did some foul fucking shit. And ain't nobody going out there trying to find all the dumb shit that you did in the past. You know, the motherfucker make you seem like you a motherfucking a, a bad person. We look, well, some people are. I take that back. They all probably. But that's not what's in the news. You know what I'm saying? What's the, oh, well, this officer right here did it. Now, if you had some motherfucking shit on your record when you a shady cop, then that shit gonna come out because that's the part of what you did. That's your track record. If you are a cop who beat people up routinely, then you beat somebody up and they die, then we gotta mention that. But we get these fluff pieces all the time about how oh, he's a good person, he did this, and there's a service, and this, and that. I'm like, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, they were a good person. But look who they look, they beat somebody up. They gotta they gotta pay for that crime. We don't get to wave off that crime because they did some other positive. That's not how life works. No, we, oh, whoa, mulligan, mulligan, mulligan on that one because you know they they good person though. They they got an angel. They got a, they 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 drop they drop the angel family every year, man. They get them. They go above and beyond every Christmas to get the kids gifts. No nah, man, not getting that. I'm sorry, y'all trying, but we're not doing that. <clears throat> we're not doing that. And I, I as it is, it was a worthy try, but nah, nah. Oh man, as we get wind this thing on down, as uh, young, young the boss taking like mad back shots. Um, let's move to. Or I give y'all the top 10 Tasty Black rankings. Tasty Blacks is a compilation site, a curating site where, they, where you can find so many different types of black porn scenes. And they give you them broken down by category. And this little segment, I go give you the top 10 categories that are not. Categorizes black or ebony. So, without any any more discretion, let me count. Let's that's four. That's four. That's eight. That's twelve. Let's take that one out. That's eleven. So let's start at number ten. Number ten, you have gay porn. Gay black porn is number ten this week. Number nine is mom black porn. Number eight is lesbian black porn. And it features a, a, a thumbnail of one of our one of the favorites on the show, Minnie the Stallion. 
Uh, number seven is black threesomes. Was this all black or was this one black? Somebody black in the three. Number six, black bow jobs. Black people getting head, giving head. Either way. Five is BBWs. Black BBWs. Beautiful. Big. Ugh. Big titties. Big titties. Is that? I think it is. No, I can't tell. Um, next is Black Amateurs. Coming in number four. Number three. Black trans porn. I'm not going to use the term that's on the site no more. I'm going to use trans porn. Y'all watch it. It's number three. Number two, black animal. Black booty porn. Booty play. And the last and number one, the favorite, black big asses. Because that's what you came to see. Big voluptuous asses. Um, there you go. It takes a black ringer. Uh, this week we're gonna, uh, like I said, I'm gonna chop up the top ten point scenes for you, so you should be seeing those soon. I'll type up, type that up, and you got a nice little rundown of those scenes, man, because you get to see some of the kinks, the fetishes, and some of the hot names out there. Uh, I know this week got some, got some, got some flavor in there for you. Got some flavor in there for you. Some of my favorites. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna drop them all to you. You gotta come up to the page seat. Last thing I want to say for everybody that's listening, if you have not, then you should go over to the Patreon, join the Patreon, because then you're going to get things like all of the stuff that we talk about the shows. You're going to get the, um, when I post the videos of the shows, you get those too. And then lastly, the last thing that you get to get is you get the Thursday's video when I post that, because apparently Instagram is on the mother shit. I posted the other day, they flagged my shit, so they had some nudity in it. Pictures that I got from Instagram. The fuck? Oh man, that's why these damn platforms, Instagram, YouTube, man, they oh be awesome. Fuck shit. Um, but last thing I want to give y'all is the Thursdays. Uh, five star follow is Grace Marquez. Grace Payola Marquez. Follow on Grace Marquez underscore twenty on TikTok and Grace Marquez official on Instagram. Uh, nice little video was dropped. This week, I believe. Yeah, I did drop the video already. It's on Instagram. So there you go. Check that out. Check all that information out, man. I appreciate y'all for listening. I'm about to get about this thing, man, and move on to my next point of the day. I gotta take my son to the band hall so he can get ready to do his band thing. Appreciate y'all for listening. Till next time. I'm out this day. Peace. This has been a Dr. Eraser presentation.